What's up, y'all? Glad to be right back at it again. I hope you caught the show yesterday on Muddy Waters Media. Our first premiere, Eskimo and I, uh, the Cajun and Eskimo show from bayous to igloos on Muddied Waters Media. Um, that was incredible. So much fun. I hope that you caught it. If you did not, please go back and watch it. That, I thought, was a great premiere, which is very hard to pull off. Um, I hope I'm not being like arrogant or braggadocious. I don't mean that. I'm just very excited because I thought it went awesome. And uh, none of this is easy to do at all. It's also not cheap. I know we've barreled y'all with um, fundraising, but at, at the end of the day, just to be perfectly candid with you, uh, I can't do this without you. Uh, I have a nine to five, I have a career, three kids and a wife, and this eats up a lot of spare time and money. Um, and so I need your help. PayPal, CajunLibertarian.com. Oh, PayPal, at the Cajun Libertarian one. Sorry. Uh, I have merchandise, which is actually really cool. I never thought that that would be a thing for me. Uh, I don't think very highly of myself in this regard, uh, but I am having a lot of fun with it, and it does seem to be uh, working. And so, again, I, I cannot do this without you. I, I'm sure that most of you understand if you're new to the show, uh, let me explain, please. I, I give a lot of credit, more credit to y'all than I do to myself because um, I feel like this is an elected position. I didn't ask for it, uh, but here we are um, driving the mo liberty movement forward. And I feel like I've said um more times in one paragraph than I have in my entire broadcast career. If that is even a thing, buy a T-shirt helps a bunch, please. And if you don't want a shirt, you can always donate. There's that. Glad to be done with that stuff. Oh, okay. Moving on. Join the Seafood Caucus. Uh, join Muddy Waters Media. Share all of their content. Watch Spike Cohen and Matt Wright. Watch Eskimo and myself. Will be absolutely awesome. I mean, always says absolutely awesome. So um, let me move over. Here, you know what I really need? I really need a producer, uh, somebody else that can do all this clicking and segueing and just putting lovely pictures like Jack Casey up on the screen, author, brilliant, royalgreen.com. Buy his books on Amazon. There's that graphic with uh, some horrible, let's see, there, look, look at that. That's just terrible. That's about how good we do a job of sponsoring Jack Casey that you can even see my hands on both sides of the screen. So that's good. Rollgreen.com. Jack Casey, we love you. You are absolutely excellent. You're a brilliant author. Thank you so much. Please help this man sell some books because he helps us bring the Liberty message. That's not a joke. That's very real. I'll take that off now. All right. And then I'm going to go. Jack Casey, your favorite mermail. All right, done there. I think that about covers it. Um, I've got a very special guest on tonight, Jeffrey William Metric. He's running for Congress in Arizona, which I am still surprised at every state that I tend to visit. We're in, we're in Arizona tonight, even though I'm still in my home spot. Uh, I got a lot of people there in I just think that's incredible. Uh, we keep traveling the country and we're traveling the world, really. There's a lot of people from all over the world that watch this show, that tune into my content. 
And um, I really think that that just speaks volumes to the liberty movement, and that should not be taken lightly. And so every chance I get, I will advertise the fact that we are global. There is no doubt about it. We are international. Um, the stats are there. The liberty movement's there. Please help us out. With that being said, as I always say, let's bring them on. Jeffrey, how, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Just Would you rather? This... Go ahead. Jeff. Go ahead. I said, I'm just enjoying this weather out here. Yeah, right. It's no. just too hot right now. Oh, it was brutally hot in Mississippi today. I just just melted still already. It, ugh, it's getting to that time of year. But, um, you know, we acclimate. I'm sure you do in Arizona. A couple yep. of weeks and you'll be right there. So can I call you Jeff or you rather me call you Jeffrey or what? Jeff works. Jeff works. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. You can call me Cajun. Or Cajun. Noel, I guess my name has been out there enough now. Doesn't matter. Cajun works. So, um, let's see. Uh, I am Jack Casey. Yeah, I know. All right. I'm going to turn the comments off so we can talk to Jeff, my man, running for Congress in Arizona. My first question is, why on earth would you run for Congress? The reason I'm running for Congress is I just want – to help people. I want to help people by getting government out of regulating their lives and micromanaging them because we have so much potential within us to be great, but the government is the one that's kind of holding us back with onerous regulations on businesses, the individual using police as a means to enforce what they believe to be correct. And I believe in freedom and liberty. We don't need someone telling us what to do in DC because we know how to best run our own lives. Oh man, no question. Great opening comment. Um, that's absolutely fantastic. You're obviously fit for the job. Uh, what was it about Arizona in particular? If you have an instance or two that uh, you said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to go run for office. I've always been into politics, even from a young age. I always, I went into the military, got my degree in political science, history, and economics, complimented it. Nice. But I just really wanted to see change. And I was tired of being, as Spike would say, the angry libertarian that was always just so stressed out about it. So I was like, okay, what am I doing to change it? And I just stepped up and realized that if I want change to come to this world, I have to be the one to step up and do it. Change starts with me. It starts with the individual. It doesn't start with government. That's awesome. I love every word of that. Absolutely. That's why I got into this was because I got tired of waiting on somebody else to do something. What, um, so in regards to Arizona specifically, what was some, what were some of the things that drove you into, uh, really cementing the idea that you wanted to, to be the person that you're becoming now? The, one of the big things was the mask mandate because a lot of people don't know this. I originally started off as a candle maker and I moved to Arizona from Illinois nice. and I sold candles, but it was just after a while, there were so many restrictions you having to wear a mask. Well, having a mask on and trying to talk is really hard and they still had these in place. One of my personal positions is I don't believe in a mask mandate or a no mask mandate. It's up to the individual company to decide what they want to do. And then we as the consumer 
have the final choice whether we want to do it or not. And it ultimately falls with us. Because I've seen for so long that people elect politicians and then they elect the opposite party to them and nothing ever changes and they want to blame the politicians. No. The first step to understanding liberty and freedom is you're the one who did it. Not them. They're just the aberration of you. They're a reflection of you. You don't want, if you don't want to change the status quo, then you'll keep having the same thing. And I just realized that I want to be that change. I want to be the one that goes, the status quo is no longer good enough. It is not acceptable. And we have to get to that point. And I'm starting to see people wake up and realize that the status quo is no longer going to be acceptable for us. And I'm so glad that it's happening. I'm so glad I get to be a part of it because politics is not about me lording over you as someone better than you. I am not your superior. I'm not a god. My job is to represent you and represent the wishes of my constituents at the end of the day. I serve at their leisure. They don't serve at mine. I mean, that, that, that's excellent. Um, <laughs> that's a great rant. Uh, and that's obviously passionate and heartfelt. That is not a political speech. I loved every second of that just now. Uh, yeah, don't don't feel bad to just to just run because it's clear that you have you're a very intelligent, articulate, and have a very clear path forward. And so, um, I for, I guess after saying all that, I should have said this first. Thank you for running. Uh, that's a big deal. That's very hard to do. Like we talked about in the pregame, is like a, what I like to call it. Um, I personally do not want that in my life, and probably will never run. And so, uh, for on behalf of the liberative movement. Thank you for putting yourself out there and thank you for moving forward and, and, and doing the work that it needs to, uh, to get our voice out there. It's my pleasure. We can only do so much as we're capable. I have to be willing to put myself out there and take those arrows because people are going to attack me and I know it's coming. But if you want to do something great, you have to be willing to stand and you have to be willing to stand on that principle and that foundation. And my foundation is freedom for the individual. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's only the individual that makes up society. It's not the government, it's the individual. And we can come together and collectively work together. I know that may be a bad term to use, but it's true, we can collectively come together. Now, collectively coming together and collectivism in, those, in the nature of those terms, is those are two totally different things. Yes. Um, we have to work together. There's no choice in this. We, if we want the liberty in the country that we desire to have, then it's going to require unity, compassion, and empathy. And mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, yeah, you, dude, you're spot on. Yeah. I mean, I love what you're saying. We haven't had a lot of chances to talk. And um, hey, look, right. Look, let me say thank you, Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Thank you. What, yeah. What it's, district? Go ahead. I run, I'm running in the 6th Congressional District. It's currently occupied by David Schweiker, who's a Republican. And I don't know if he's going to seek the re-election again. But he has a checkered history. We look, at, we look at politicians. People say Republicans want to cut spending. No, they don't. Biden offered a $4 trillion infrastructure package. They came with a $982 billion infrastructure package. That is $18 billion short of $1 trillion. 
how is that compromise? How is that holding on to being a fiscally conservative person? And you look at people's voting records, with the exception of like Rand and Ron Paul, they don't stay consistent with their voting record. Like a lot of people don't realize the Democrats came out in favor of civil unions and everything in the early 2000s. This is the 50th anniversary of the Libertarian Party being founded. And one of the first planks we had was civil unions before the Democrats jumped on it, before any of that. We were the ones that said two people being together, as long as they're adults and they're consenting, it's no one's business. It's not the business of the state to regulate that. No, not at all. Um, again, it, it's very, very simple for anybody that watching that may not understand libertarianism on a surface level. Don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Yep. It's very simple. It's very simple. Yeah, you have to volun- you have to voluntarily give it up. It's like business. I have a candle, you want to buy a candle. You believe the candle's worth twenty bucks. I'm selling the candle for 20 bucks. You give me the 20 bucks. I give you the candle. We are both better off than we were before. That's what people don't understand on the right and the left, more so on the left, that economics and being a good human being is not a zero-sum game. Everybody rises. They may not all rise at the same level at the same rate, but everyone rises. When you look at history, what has been the one economic system, voluntary cooperation, capitalism, that has raised the most people out of abject poverty? It has. It's, yeah, and no competition. Yeah. By a long shot, victory. W for capitalism all the way. Now, I think we got a lot of, you know, we don't have a true capitalistic society mm. here. No, we uh, don't. And we got we a long a, ways. Go ahead. We have a cronyism society. Yeah, we have... No we have certain people that make decisions like when Amazon raised the minimum wage to $15, they paid people before the federal minimum wage went into effect was not designed out of some largesse to their employees. It was a simple business decision. If I'm the biggest company and I say, I'm going to pay people $15 an hour, I'm putting my competition on notice. I'm going to take your employees or you're going to have to beat the wage I'm offering. And it ultimately comes down to rigging the system. Because the government doesn't need to pick winners and losers anymore. The government needs to level the playing field for everyone. It doesn't matter. We all have this ability to succeed. We just have to believe in ourselves that we can succeed as, as a people, as an individual, as a nation. We have to understand that we need to succeed together. Absolutely. Um, and, and look, the only way to begin to even take that first step is for us to recognize exactly what you just said, internalize what you just said, and then begin to look forward to how we can proceed on that path. And one of the first things we have to do, once we set our minds on winning, once we set our minds on victory, then we have to remove the obstacles. And one of the biggest obstacles in our way, if not the biggest obstacle outside of ourselves, is government. And so uh, deregulation is a big deal. Uh, here, I know for a fact, getting them out of the way is one of the key, best key to successes that we can have as individuals. I'm sure it's that way in Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona is a little different bird in certain respects because it's become a purple state. It's no longer a red state like yeah. Mississippi is or the South. It's right. no longer red. It's yeah. now purple. Very purple. Because we've had an influx from California. I'm a transplant from Illinois. 
I know several other people that are transplants out here. And it's just, we need to have people actually start treating them, treating themselves because I really believe that until we actually get to the heart of the individual, that we have to learn to truly love ourselves and care for ourselves, then we can care for other people. But up until that point, we don't step into our true compassion, our true humanity. And that's the biggest thing is I'm running because I want to see humanity be brought back. People actually genuinely caring about other people and not being forced to at the barrel of a gun by government that we have to pay something. It's like, no, I, if I see a homeless person and I have extra money or I have food, I'm going to give it to them because that's just what a decent human being does. I don't count on someone else to do it for me because I'm in that moment to help another person out. doesn't matter skin color, religion, political affiliation, sexual orientation. I don't care. You're a human. I'm here to help you. And that's what I want. And that's what we need. That's really what we need in this country is we need people to come together and realize that you are no different than me. And I'm no different than you. We're all on this journey together. Yeah, no question. The the one of the biggest issues that we have in this country is the media, and what the media does is divide us, and we buy up every little uh, sale that they give us for some reason. And I say that stereotypically because not all of us do. If you're in the Libertarian Party, chances are you're probably not paying MSN, paying attention to MSM, and for good reason. I don't even want to call Fox them News. M- yeah, well, they're a part of that. Yeah, yeah, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all that nonsense. Their their numbers are declining rapidly and for good reason. And that's because people like you and I and these broadcasts are taking over the news outlets. And um, like we talked about in Clubhouse earlier today, uh, they're not going to cover us. They're not going to cover Jeffrey William Metric running for Congress and uh, gaining a bunch of votes and a bunch of ground for the liberty movement. So we will. I will. There's a bunch of us doing it, and we'll put you right out there and get you like <laughs> get you moving. Because, like I said, I'm not running for office, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we get Jeffrey William Metrics' uh, message out there and in front of the people. Because our message is the best message. Our message is the strongest message. And I, mm-hmm. I go ahead, uh, talk, talk. I will rant. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I do that too. But mm-hmm. our message is the strongest. But it's you can't be the smartest person in the room. You can't talk down to people like other politicians do. You have to meet people where they're at. If you have an example, you have kids, if they're in public school, do you believe you're getting the best bang for your buck with them being in public school? No. And you pay property taxes, and that generally funds public schooling. That's right. What if, what if we gave you part of that money back so you could best decide how to educate your children, That's not someone right. in D.C.? Not someone in what's the capital of Mississippi? I'm so bad. Oh, <laughs> you were close. Biloxi is a good one. You could have ran with that. It ain't the capital, but Biloxi is a good one. It's actually Jackson, Mississippi, which is where Jackson, I Mississippi. Okay, and that's the thing was why does someone in Jackson, Mississippi, know how to best educate your kid? Because when you look at the education system, look at the Prussian model, which is what we have in our society. Be here at this time. Bell rings. Move to the next class. Don't be a critical thinker. Regurgitate what we tell you on the test. We need to get people back to critical thinking and go, does this make sense? Is this morally in line with what I believe? And morality 
is, it doesn't have to be Christian, doesn't have to be Jewish, doesn't have to be Islam. It's your internal compass that directs you, that directs your life. And my moral compass has always been freedom, allowing people to truly succeed or fail on their own, because that's the only way we can grow. I've learned more from my failures than I have from my successes. Absolutely. And that's really what it is. And that's why I'm running because we need to have people start owning themselves again, owning both their successes and failures and not abrogating to someone else. Because at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror. Did I give myself 110% today? Or did I, or did I just half-ass it through life? Yeah. And that's, as, sorry, go ahead. And that's what a free man really is. A free person is someone that can go, I am the sum of my experiences. And if I didn't do the best that I could, then it's on me. It's not on, it's not on someone outside of me. It's me. Because at the end of the day, all you have is you to be held responsible for what you do. No question. I'm going to steal a Ron Swanson quote because he's kind of my hero. And so uh, Ron Swanson says, never half-ass two things, just whole-ass one thing. Yep. That's In the biggest, speech. That's the biggest thing is don't – because we, we hear a lot about people saying diversity and diversify stuff. No, it's like if we want to solve one problem – Let's focus all our energy on that, like we did in World War II. We kind of held the line in the Pacific because we went after Nazi Germany because they were a bigger threat to us. So what we did is we went after them, and as we were defeating them, we gradually moved over to handle another problem. But we didn't try to divide ourselves and go after multiple problems. We went after one problem at a time. And we want to throw these big Band-Aids over multiple problems, but the problem is that they're different problems require different solutions. One size does not fit all. That's the bottom line. And that's what politicians on the right and the left do is, oh, one size fits all. We'll spend $6 trillion. We'll spend $4 trillion. It's like, no, you're still spending money we don't have and never have had. And now we're sitting in almost $31 trillion in national debt. And the funny thing is, the interest is almost as much as we spend on defense. That and our income taxes don't even really cover that because most people get a refund, so they just gave an interest free loan to the government for a year. You touched on something that's a big deal for me. And Erica says, I'm sick of funding a school board, many of whom don't even send their kids to our public schools. Yes, so open market education is a big deal for me. That's something you just touched on. It's one of my top three big ones is us being able to utilize the resources that we're already paying to advance the education of our children as we see fit. Right? That's it. Yes, that's true. We need to figure out because we have a problem in this country, and this is something that libertarians actually, or at least me being who I am, excuse me, is we like to throw money at problems. But we, you've heard this saying, you, ne you never throw good money after bad money. Well, we do that in this country without stopping and going, wait, why do we have some of the lowest test scores in the industrialized world? Wait, hold on. Let, let's stop for a minute. Hold funding where it's at until we figure out why we are not the best in the world and then figure out how to address it and move forward with it. Because up until that point, we're just wasting more and more money with no ROI. 
Sorry, yeah, I, I'm still dealing with a bunch of allergies. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know how it is down there in Arizona, but or up there, we don't have a lot over there. Over there, because we're Oof. about parallel. It's not bad. The allergies are not real bad. There's not a lot of humidity out there right now. At least I don't suffer from them. It's it's rough over here. So I, I've got like these ridiculous eye allergies and throat allergies habitually Oof. until so, it should die down mid July. So back to the point at hand. I did not read this. I don't read them usually before I post them. So the American public school students get more per student than any other countries, and we aren't even in the top five for education problem. And the solution is freeze funding where it's at until we figure out how to best remedy the solution because public schools should be an option, but it shouldn't be the only option. And that's the and that's the biggest thing is when you make it the only option for a lot of people. And that's a huge problem. We need to have more education. And we we do pay the most per student. Like in Wyoming, they do the schools get funded on like a three year rolling average of student attendance. That's what they get per student. Yeah, yeah. but it isn't going to the student. That's the problem. Erica's spot on right here. We get more funding per student, but the money doesn't go to no. the student. It, no, the allocation of resources is pathetic when it comes to our education system. Sorry, go ahead. But that's what happens when you have state involvement. The state is never efficient at allocating resources. The market is the most efficient. I'll give you a good example. When the Soviet Union was around, how they determined the price of goods was they would buy Sears catalogs and import them, and that's how they would determine the price of goods in their country. Never works like that because they didn't understand what went into the cost of each good. They just set the price without realizing the costs involved in it. And that's a huge problem we have when the government gets involved. Costs always overrun. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> we always like to say that the government doesn't do anything good, but I will argue and counter with the fact that the government is very good at one thing, and that is wasting your effing money. Yep. They're phenomenal at it. They're, they're, Look yeah, at the, they're the best. I'll give you an example from the military. The F-35 Joint Strike Fighter was originally meant to be the everyday driver to replace the F-16 Tomcat. However, the F-22 Raptor was designed to be the car you take out on the weekends, the real high-performance one. However, the F-35 kept getting more and more technology added to it, more and more weight added to it, and it just kept being more and more waste. And that's the really sickening part for me is the amount of waste that we have. And the amount of graft that we have within politics. I'll give you an example. In 2005 of the graft, the transportation bill that was passed in 2005, Dennis Hester from my, from my former state of Illinois bought a bunch of land with him, his business partner, and his wife that was relatively worthless. But somehow when the transportation bill came, they were able to get the 390 extension to run through it. And all of a sudden, he was able to sell his land for millions of dollars. And he was a big proponent of pushing that through. Hmm. Weed. Oh, yeah, that's not graft or corruption. That's corruption of the highest order. Yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> sad. 
Yeah, you need to do. You need to get back more into podcasting and less politics. Because I'm sitting here waiting on like seven more sentences, and you cut it off. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> like not at all. I'm I'm just tuned in. Like man, spit the facts. You've got a lot of them. I'm, I'm always impressed with that. Uh, and, and that's just a true testament to how much we should be running for office. Put the right people in front of the camera and let them show the business. Give them the stage, the platform. I'll stop ranting. Please talk, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> well, that's I can turn the light up for a second. But that, that's the thing is we need to really understand and come back together and realize that what what our differences are are also some of our strengths. Because I can speak to people who are Democrats and Republicans, and they can – sorry, there's a fly flying around. I deal with it every day. No worries. <laughs> But we can bring Democrats and Republicans together as libertarians. That's something we really have to focus on. We have to speak to them because on certain issues, we can pull Democrats because Democrats become disenfranchised. We can do the same thing with Republicans, pull the fiscally conservative Republicans. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what we have to do. We have to be coalition builders. We become so ideologues in this country of I'll never vote for a Democrat, I'll never vote for a Republican, I'll never vote for a Democrat bill or a Republican bill, and we don't realize that that we need to come together because there's a lot of common ground. The Libertarian Party, people like to say we're a far right. No, we're about the only centrist party left in this country. Democrats and Republicans have gone so far that they don't want to talk anymore. Like, look at Reagan in the 80s. He was able to bring blue dog Democrats and Republicans together. That's how he was able to build consensus. Look at what Clinton did in the 90s. He lost the House in 96 or 94, but he still got bills passed. He still got, so, he still got welfare reform passed. That's a whole nother thing. But he was able to get it, <laughs> he was able to get it passed because mm -hmm. he was able to create consensus. And it's not, I'm so entrenched that I'm not willing to see weight. That's actually not a bad idea. And it further advances our position of bringing more liberty and freedom to people. That's what it's really all about. We need to come together and build a consensus and stop looking at the Republican or the Democrat as an enemy. Look at them as a potential ally and treat them as such because that's showing them their hum humanity because you're not saying you're just solely wrong. You want to kill grandma or you want to spend us into oblivion? No. Like, look at him as people and be like, no, wait, actually, where he's coming from is actually really, actually pretty close to what I believe. And we need to stop doing that to each other and stop being divided and start bringing each other together and really realize that we, when we come together voluntarily, we can accomplish amazing things. But we can't do it if we're divided. Old military maxim, you ought to know this, divide and conquer. That's the strategy, and that's what the media and the political theater coming out of D.C. is very good at. Mm -hmm. It's very good at. What they underestimate, and I get a lot of crap for this because I, I think a certain way. I talk to a lot of new people all the time. They underestimate the American public, and I believe that if you go back, I'm I'm homework for all of you watching right now go and check out the stats for mainstream media quote unquote mainstream media. they're not the mainstream anymore they're the dead media 
Look at the statistics. People aren't buying that garbage anymore. What Jeff is saying is exactly why. Because we're waking up, we realize, no question at all, these folks don't have our best interests at hand. That notion for me is completely gone. They're intentionally trying to destroy our lives at this point for me. And so go look up the facts. Go look up the stats. Go watch. Go look at who's watching Fox, MSNBC, CNN, uh, all that garbage, NBC, ABC. They're not watching it. It's just old, uh, older folks predominantly, and those of us who are paying attention try to just, just tag them for everything they're worth and just get them because we're shutting them down. Um, the, libertari the liberty movement is taking hold. It's taking the forefront, uh, the liberty message. And right now, the Libertarian Party is the best avenue to advance that. I have to give a shout-out real quick, Jeff, and I'm going to shut my mouth because this is your show, and I am just talking way too much. Erica, I've uh, done, found a couple of your comments, and I think you're you're absolutely great and wonderful. Thank you. Uh, just found the page, stumbled across it. Actually, it's taxation taxation is theft. Oh man, you, you're you're in the comment section. Stick around. We, we do a lot of this, please. Um, anyway, let's talk about Jeff again. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fine. But Erica is spot on. Income tax is theft because it's not voluntary. I understand sales tax. I understand all that tax because you're going out and you're purchasing something. Tax it. That's fine. I understand that. That's just part of doing business. But your income tax should not be taken from you because what they're saying is we're going to tax your labor. It's like property taxes are sort of the exact same way. You own a house, right? No, I don't own a house. I still rent. And for okay. very good reasons. But I, but I fully understand where you're going with this. But if you rent, but if you own a house, you can pay that mortgage off in five years. You never actually own it. You never own it. People no, don't realize you, you got to pay property taxes. And, I'll, and exactly. I'll use a good analogy. At least I think it's a good analogy. It's a historical analogy. In the Middle Ages, <clears throat> the serfs had to pay a portion of what they produced to the <clears throat> landlord. What is the state? Nothing more than the lord of the manor. That's ultimately all it is. Like Nevada has something really neat. If you if you go there and buy land and build a house and you pay a large, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but you can actually pay tax property tax for the rest of your life for the rest of the as long as you or your family own that house, and you don't have to pay property taxes anymore on it after that one initial payment. Nice. But it's a very large amount, but. It also hedges against if they decide to jack property taxes through the roofs. Ashley's on my team. She's always advocating for me to push about property taxes. Uh-oh. Where'd he go? Well, I guess it's just up for a moment. <laughs> Hopefully, Jeff will pop back on screen. Maybe his Wi-Fi cut out or something. I have no idea. And as soon as I get finished with this filler statement where... Tech is a problem with muddy waters. Not right now, though, because welcome back, Jeff. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. All of a sudden, you said talking about property tax, and then boom, the screen went to my home screen. I'm like, okay. Fed boys are all over us. <laughs> yeah, let them do what they want to do. We have, we've broken no laws. So we've broken no laws. None at all. Just what they don't like. Yep. They don't like the, they don't like the information because they'd rather propaganda and so <laughs> exactly <laughs> james says sigh 
Probably spelled that wrong, but that's all right. But I, I'll put it there again for you. Yeah, that is definitely wrong. It's S. It's P. Oh, he fixed what? It. Yep, there we go. Psyop. Here. I hate to put you on the spot. Ask Jeff what he thinks about the Fourth Amendment and the government using eminent domain. I feel like I know the answer to this, but go ahead, Jeff. Okay, the Fourth Amendment and eminent domain are meant to be used for the common good. The Fourth Amendment, not so much, but eminent domain, because that's a two-part question. Eminent domain was originally designed that if they needed to, that if the government needed to build something, they could take your landing, offer you fair market value for it. However, we've extended that to include the nebulous, oh, we need to put a shopping structure here because it's for the greater good. No, not necessarily. Not to the person's home you're taking from them. That's not for the greater good. Now, the Fourth Amendment needs to be strongly protected. You need to be secure in your person's paper and property. A lot of people don't realize that the police, if you have a thumbprint to unlock your phone or a facial recognition to unlock your phone, they can compel you to unlock your phone. That's why I have a. That's why I have an eleven-digit passcode for my phone to unlock it. And my screen, when I hit the button on the right, locks automatically. And we need to be secure in that. And that also ties into civil asset forfeiture, which is really bad because a lot of police departments. That's how they make their money. That's how okay, they fund almost eighty percent of their budget. And what people don't realize is civil asset forfeiture. Let's say you have $10,000, you're on your way to the casino, and you have a taillight out, victimless crime. They pull you over, they see the $10,000. It's on you to prove that the money was not illegally gained. And you have to go to court and fight it. And they actually have a way that they can actually send it to the Fed level, and then it comes back to them, and then it's really hard to get your money back, and you're out $10,000. I've heard about this a bunch lately, where they actually are skirting there's some states that have done away with civil asset forfeiture on the state level but they'll bring in the feds and they'll still just get to keep like 80 percent of the money that's I mean, why we just, need to death. that's why we need to remove it at the federal level same uh, thing, yes same thing with marijuana being a schedule one narcotic it needs to be decriminalized not legalized there's that key difference that people people say legalized decriminalized no, alcohol is decriminalized. It's not illegal to have it. It's not illegal to drink it. However, there are certain restrictions put in place. Because caffeine is legal. Anyone can walk into a store and buy a soda. Not everyone under the age of 21 can walk into a store and buy beer. And that's just the facts of it. That's where I get into the decriminalization instead of legalization. I have had this discussion so much and learned so much over the last 60 days. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just loving everything that you're saying, Jeff, you're, you're speaking my language 100%. Uh, when we decriminalize something, that means that we can just have it. There's no repercussions for having it or buying it or selling it. Uh, decriminalize cannabis 100%. If we legalize it now, the government gets to get their grubby little fingers into it because then taxes are involved mm -hmm. uh, it's sold at the store and so it, it, it's it's a i'll take either one in mississippi at this point but if we're going to shoot for uh decriminalize if we're going to shoot for a goal the ultimate goal should be decriminalization and not legalization Sorry, yeah because decriminalization is something that most americans would agree with legalization is almost a bridge too far yep. it, 
it really is. It's a bridge too far that I wouldn't be comfortable doing because I have got children. I wouldn't want to just be able to walk in the store and buy it. That's just me. People can say what they want, but that's my moral compass. I have no right to force that view upon anyone. That's the biggest thing that people confuse why they say libertarians are all right. They're like, you don't want any control. No, you're in control of your own body. It's you. It's really you that has to make the decision that's best for you. Because it can't be someone else. Because the minute you get that power up, anyone can say, well, we don't want you to have firearms because it's for the greater good. It's safety. Red flag laws have been struck down across the land in this country. It's just a good thing. Yeah, we got we got to do away with uh, red flag laws everywhere. Um, cannabis needs to be decriminalized on the federal level immediately. And then it's up to the individual states what they want to do. It's not the federal government's job to say it will be decriminalized in your state. That's a state's rights issue. Get the federal government out of that oversight role. Let the yeah. states decide because they know best how to manage their own states. It's not the federal yeah. government's responsibility. And, and, and plus some, uh, it should be up to the citizenry, citizenry of said state to decide and dictate how those laws should be mm-hmm. passed and walked out. And yep. um, at the end of the day, I'm 100% decriminalization for all cannabis federal level every state level it's ridiculous we're having this conversation medicinal cannabis is breaking the boundaries of science right now and Mm -hmm. we need it everywhere as much as humanly possible Um, it's been shown to help with ptsd it's been shown to help with that big time yeah yeah yeah, you're you're a vet you're army right yep absolutely fantastic thank you so many libertarian veterans so uh, I'll rant for just one second. I, I hate the libertarians that just bash veterans. That's ridiculous. Please stop it. I'm asking you to. I'm not telling you to. Yeah. I'm a veteran it's, too, by the way. Don't do yeah. that. And here's the thing. We're right is, here. Yes. People don't understand the veteran. We made the choice, but don't attack us for the choice we made. Everyone makes a choice in their life, what they want to do. I've made choices. I'm ultimately responsible for them. But to attack veterans and to attack programs, does the VA need to be reformed? Yes, it does. It needs to be more efficient. Way better. But it doesn't need to be done away with because you have people that genuinely count on it. People from Vietnam with Agent Orange. People from Desert Storm with Gulf War Syndrome, I think is what it's called. And people coming out now with traumatic brain injuries. We need to make the VA more efficient with our money, but we don't need to just pull it away because that is being incredibly uncompassionate to people who, whether you agree with the politics or not of the war, put their life on the line. They signed a blank check up to and including their life. I know people that came back and didn't come back. The ones that came back, some of them never left. Yeah. And they need the help. We need to make find a way that... When you out-process, because I don't know how it was when you out-processed out of the military, but for me, it was kind of, here's your hat, what's your hurry? There's never a list given to you of, these are the programs that you have access to. This is the orgs that can help you. We never, I never got that list in 06. No, I, was, I was put on a bus and sent home, and that was the entirety of my situation. And that's not fair to do, because people may not like this, 
but you, you'll probably agree with this. The military is like prison. You are very regimented in your life. Be here at this time. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, it's very institutionalized. Yes. And then when you get thrown out of it, it's like some vets don't know how to ha- land. I went through that for a while. And that's my own personal story. I went through that for a while of really just not knowing what's going on. And it, it's really kind of hard when you don't have a support structure in place. Yeah, it's very hard. And let me, I want to say something in particular to what I've been uh, watching or seeing and reading. And I don't believe these to be mature adults and mature libertarians, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not mature in any facet of the word. But look, when I joined the military, I wasn't a libertarian. I didn't know anything about politics. I just wanted, it was an easy transition for me. I played sports my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be a great transition for me. Uh, it's a job. It's a career. I get some college out of it. Yeah. Uh, I get to travel the world. I did. It's just incredible how we treat veterans uh, within a certain, I would say, very small demographic of the libertarian community. So if if you can, if y'all can take anything from this, please don't treat us like that because most of us join not knowing anything about politics. That's not why we went into yeah. it. We we actually became li- more libertarian when we got out because we watched yep. what happened from the inside. Yep, and and that's the biggest thing is that's where I really became a libertarian. At is I was like, wait, why am I doing this? What's the logic behind this? We have to have, at least for me, I have to have a logic behind what I do. Something like the logic for me behind running for office is I'm incredibly passionate about helping people. But the logic is, is if I want there to be change, I have to lead the change. I have to be the one that says I'm willing to change. I'm willing to be a better person tomorrow than I was today. And that's what we need in leadership. That's what leadership is. Leadership is going, I'm going to be very blunt. I fucked up. I have to fix it. I can. Like, you remember, I think it was one of Trump's inaugural, our State of the Union address. There's this Air Force general. His rack was jacked up, upside down. Yeah. And, you know what he, and you know what he first did? He blamed his assistant, who was an airman, for putting his rack mm. on wrong. No, you're a general. Yeah. You, yeah. Check your, you check your shit before you go out and make an ass out of yourself. Yeah. And then he had to walk it back and say, that's on me. But no, you already showed your example of leadership by going, it was their fault. No, it wasn't. It was your fault. The buck ultimately stops with you. And in your life, the buck ultimately stops with yourself. And as a leader in Congress, I'm going to be one of those people. You're going to see my voting record. It's not going to be hidden. I'm not going to try to cloak it and say, oh, well, I did it because of this amendment or this bill. I stood on my principles. Because when a man stands on his principles, he becomes unshakable. That's right. That's a beautiful mic drop ending statement www.winwithjeff.us is how you can support this man and his message, which he is clearly very well fit for this job. We need this man in Congress in Arizona. Uh, What do you have to add to the donation part of this, Jeff? Thank you. You're great. Just if you can donate or even if you can just are in Arizona and you want to volunteer, I I accept it because I'm not going to take big campaign contributions from PACs because that's not what I'm beholden to. I'm beholden to people that genuinely believe in my message. And here's the thing. There are other libertarians running for Congress. There's one running in Alabama. Yeah, I interviewed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
There's really... a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of more that are out there. It's yeah, like Minnesota. Look, yeah, yeah. Bull. Look, look up people like him. Look up libertarianism and just understand that we can be the true change that everyone wants to talk about, but we do it in a way that gives people their freedom. And that's the biggest thing is we have a severe lack of freedom in this country. Absolutely. We have a severe lack of equality, and it's not because of individuals. It's because of state setting certain things against each other. We just need to have government get out of the way and level the playing field and let everyone compete on their own natural God-given abilities. And what happens, happens. It's them. It's the individual that ultimately makes the final say in our lives, and it's us. We don't have personal responsibility a lot in this country. We have politicians that don't want to talk about personal responsibility. I talk about personal responsibility because I've been personally responsible. I've made bad decisions in my life. I've made a lot of them. And I've had to be personally responsible for the decisions I made. I can't blame someone else. I blamed someone else for a long time. I blamed someone else for a lot of stuff I went through on my father. I rest his soul. He's, he died of cancer in 2012. But what I realized is I'm 37. The shit is mine now. I have to be a better man. I have to be a better person. I have to be a better human being. And that's what I'm running for is to help people just want to be better. You want to strive to be better. That's why my slogan is freedom, liberty, and justice for all. And the only way you have that is the government has to remove barriers. And we have to stand on principles and be firm in what we believe. Because if we're not, then we'll believe anything. It's like that old saying, with no direction, no wind is fair. I think I probably butchered it, but maybe. But that's the sure. truth. That's that's the truth. If you don't have a direction, if you don't have a compass of where you're going, I'm not in the bit. Like I said, I'm not in the business of dictating to people. If you believe what I believe, or you think, "Wow, this is really strong," I want to support them. Please, by all means, go and support me. That that means so much to me. But I have my moral compass set. I want people to be free and have the freedom to make their own choices to build that generational wealth, get the state out of having to pay the state, even on the state level, which is why libertarians running for state office is phenomenal, is yes. we need to be able to start businesses and run business to create generational wealth for people and not savage the wealthy because they didn't do it by criminality. They did it by offering a good or a service that people wanted and people saw value in. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's what value, what service do you bring to humanity? What service do you bring to people you run into every day in life? Or do you do you love them, or do you go whatever? Are you indifferent to them? That's and it does and speaks volumes to the person's character. I help anyone who needs help when I can help them. Yep. And that's the thing is we have to start doing that again. And that's what my campaign's really going to be about. Is just helping people, getting government out of the way of helping people and allow people to help people. Because people yeah. helping people is the only way we're going to see the real change we want to see. Yeah, and I think you've, you've expressed that passionately here tonight in this show, and I can't thank you enough for it. Like, It's obvious you really, really, really care. And um, this is what we need. We need more Jeffs in Congress um 
we need just more Jeffs everywhere, you know, and, and I hate to even sound like a defeatist right there because I'm not, because I'm showing y'all that we do have people like Jeff everywhere in the Liberty movement. Dude, I love your freaking passion. I love your voice. I love everything about what you're doing. Um, if you want to donate your time or energy or money to Jeff, winwithjeff.us. You can follow him on facebook.com, winwithjeffaz6. If you missed the first part of the show, he's in Arizona running for the 6th Congressional District? Yep, David nice. Schweikert's district, and he's Perfect. a Republican. You can also follow my man on Twitter, winwithjeff2022. A couple of more comments came in, coming in. They're all... Uh, are you live on YouTube as well? Yes. Jeff's the man going to work. Got his tie. Got ambition. Absolutely. Great comment to end the show. Dude, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that we can get out here to help get you in the office and to help get your name out there and make a difference in Arizona and all across the freaking country? Just please go to my social media. Share it. Give me a follow. Give me a like. Just bring other people to this because we can really have a chance here to really bring some change that we want to see because I'm going to get wonkish for a second. We have a chance in 2022 and 2024 to really change the trajectory of this country to a country that values liberty, values freedom, values self-responsibility. And that's mm -hmm. what we have to do because the Republican Party and Democrat Party are tearing themselves apart. They're, the extreme wings are pulling people, and they're starting to get disenfranchised. That's where we can step in and go, yes, we're fiscally conservative, but we're also very socially liberal. And a lot of people at the end of the day, whatever the media says, people genuinely want to be left alone. If you're not hurting anyone, leave them alone. Yep. What they do is what they do. It's, as long as it's consensual, it's no big deal. It's your life. I don't control your life. You don't control mine. No question. Jeff, thank you, my man. Um, we'll certainly follow up with you on your campaign run and whatever it is that we can do to help you out. Uh, wow, you're awesome. Uh, I love every guest I, that that comes on this show. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk before, so it always just amazes me. I don't know why it amazes me, but, man, I love you, dude. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. I can't wait to get back with you again. Keep spreading the message, Cajun. That's what we need to do. We need to spread this message because it's about coming together. It's not about being driven further and further apart. It's about coming together and realize that we have immense strength within each individual. And when we put that strength together, there's no stopping us. That's what we have to remember. There's no stopping us. We have this ability. To everyone who watched, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you got something from the show. And I love each and every one of you. And I wish you guys nothing but success and prosperity and live your best life because that's the only life you have. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, my man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow. Awesome freaking show. Again, as always, I don't plan these things out. I'm telling you, this is just the movement right now. This is These are the people that are uh, on the front lines and, and, and just boots to the ground, trailblazing. I'm using the same stuff, but I'm always absolutely impressed and floored at the passion. And we need this message out there. Share this. Donate to Jeff. 
donate uh to the cajun libertarian show um to buy merchandise share the videos uh volunteer on jeff's campaign i mean we've got a lot of work to do and we've got the momentum we've got the tools we've got the talent and there's nothing left to be said please please help i know every person watching this cares about the liberty movement there's a way you can be involved there's a role you have there's a way you can help ask reach out you can do this we can do this you are doing this we are doing this um i guess i accidentally put out the other stuff whatever cajun libertarian paypal.com www.winwithjeff.us awesome interview i thank you very much <clears throat> check a few more comments real quick <laughs> i still got a running joke from clubhouse if you haven't joined clubhouse you gotta get in there it's it's freaking great um oh i like this comment thank you jimmy you are spot on jeff is a messaging king wow no question amen no question amen and a women just incredible so i will see you wednesday same cajun time same cajun channel i love every one of y'all i am 